Try not to do accents. Maybe just stay with the <laughs> the fun, the funny sounds. <laughs> oh come on, people know that one. <laughs> That's too loud. Oh, well. Anyways, I don't, don't have, have a good anymore. one yet. Oh, well, okay. I just fart. We're working on it. We're, we're trying to become professional voice actors. One day. Who has the most realistic blah, 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 heart? Oh, oh, you gotta do the the hands. The <laughs> oh wow, that was real. That was a bit was... of a wet one, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> that was too forced. You know, that's that's the thing with farts. You don't want to force them. Yeah, because you might get a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna you have to keep for. that surprise for the whole day. <laughs> Present until you find have someone you to give situation? it to. Oh. Give someone give like shed shed no pens. no like you you can't do anything about it you can't go to the toilet or like deal with it you have to like sit on it for a little while like say for example you're in a train or something like it's prairie dogging yeah oh, like, like a turtle poking out turtle yeah, head poking turtle. out no, yeah. turtling I mean, or or you've already dropped just the like, rosebud like you 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 had a wet one and you oh. feel like uh, no I try to I'm sorry guys I I, maybe this is not what you wanted to <laughs> hear. <laughs> not but these are the conversations that we have with our friends that's right exactly so because i mean these guys just be farting all the time (laughs) hey (laughs) when i come over that's 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 only happened a few times yeah that's posted on the entrance of our house you have to be comfortable with farts and the smells that go with them yeah that's right Mm -hmm. and the noises disclaimer our house smells amazing but the butt trumpet (laughs) <laughs> that's a talent that was really good that, that was really talent. really good yeah all right um should we bring the music she always does mm, that mm, 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 mm. let's bring the music friends welcome back to the don't tell my grandma podcast coming to you from the cozy abode that we have here in japan uh you see how i rescued okay. that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this is the podcast where we, we get candid culture and we take life not too seriously mm-hmm. and let's be honest you shouldn't either um i'm your host one your host of the day I'm your other and host, yeah. Wendy. Well, I was going to introduce you. Oh, well, I can introduce myself. I am myself. joined by my co-host and <laughs> masonly talented and dazzling Wendy. Oh, thank you. She that was a much better introduction than I could have given my own. <laughs> and joining us, yeah, we have a very have special guest who you may have heard in earlier episode yeah it's just one right yeah just one yeah. yeah we're so happy to have our friend our dear friend back and Farron Swartz Farron yeah. Bear Fairbear oh <laughs> it's good to be back yeah. yeah good to have you back it was really fun that episode was like all about languages and yeah. countries cultural differences yeah. if History. you want to if you want to find it, we're going to put a link to it in the description. Mm, good idea. But mm-hmm. it's good to have you. It's always great to have friends around yeah. and uh, sit down at the table and talk about farts. Yeah. <gasps> of all the good shapes and sizes. <laughs> shapes and sizes. And, and, and smells. Oh, yeah. and don't forget those. <laughs> The vibrations. The vibrations. (laughs) The vibrations. Well, you know, they say the wisest men have said that a fart is just your butt, your buttocks clapping for you. Applauding you. you. Applauding your successes. (laughs) 
Isn't that deep? Yeah, that's it's profound. profound. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what my farts are. Profound. Profound farts. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna tweet that. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, today we're talking about animation. And we're really excited to talk about this topic because mm -hmm. Farron happens to be an animator. So we're delving into your territory yeah. because yeah. we did talk a little bit about your um, past history mm -hmm. in jail. I in mean, jail? <laughs> <laughs> My conviction. Yes. How difficult it was. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We talked about your upbringing and where you're from, but mm -hmm. we didn't get to know so much about what you do. That is true. That so is true. That's why mm. we really want to dive into the animation world. And also Juan is a big advocate and mm -hmm. has I'm an advocate for animation. An otaku. I'm yeah. an, an otaku. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could still I be defined as that. Like I mm. don't I consume say. nearly as much as I but did. But you when know I was a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the I, I do have a lot of deep Got knowledge about knowledge. the industry and stuff. But mm. be proud. Yeah. Proud yeah. otaku. Nerdy and proud. Word yeah, of the yeah. day, otaku. Someone who's really... Who's like I guess a, it's just a nerd or a geek. Yeah, yeah. really into some, a like a specific, specific thing. Hobby or thing. It doesn't have to be what stereotypically only for mm. uh, nerdy or geeky kids. Right, yeah. Right. But Although a lot of them are, like a lot of trains. Them are. A lot of the traits that you see yeah. are... Like are train otaku. <laughs> train something otakus. we see very often here in Japan. Right. Yeah, oh... Yes. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. why I see people like usually boys, younger men yeah. with the videotapes, the dad cam, dad dad cams, and they're getting ready for the trains to come. Oh, yeah. And then they, they go to like the front of the train and they record what right. the train driver does. Yeah. yeah train operator. Is that yeah. okay? I guess those are the otakus. Yeah. Taking notes and shit. Yeah. It's really nice that like as a parent for a kid to have a hobby a that's yeah. like healthy and keeps them occupied and excited mm. about learning and you know just it's good not to have them on the streets you know that's true just but there, there's also like 40 year old men who do the same thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's as well yeah. Yeah. you yeah. see these people with this like extremely heavy and like uh, expensive cameras. Oh, with a mm -hmm. mega zoom lens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're really getting to that hobby. Yeah. And talking about hobbies, let's go back to animation. So, um, I want to start with mm -hmm. Farron. Why did you decided to go? Uh, what made you decide to get into animation? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. I, well, I mean, like, I really love pop culture. Like, like I know a, a lot about it, weirdly. Mm -hmm. But um, I think ever since I was a kid, I was just, like, watching animation. Like, I'd sit for hours and, like, watch cartoons on TV. And I just mm. felt, like, a really, like, emotional connection to the characters. And I love the, the stories, you know. Like, how the stories come about and especially when it's a series, you grow attached to that character. You become, like, invested in it. Mm -hmm. And I always liked drawing. I was into drawing and I was into mm -hmm. art. And I liked telling stories through my drawings when I was a kid. Like, I'd make little comics. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I actually was thinking of being, like, a comic artist. But then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wait, I can actually become an animator. Like, in high school... I got more into anime, mm -hmm. right. like Japanese animation. And I was like, hey, I could actually make a career out of this. Okay, so yeah. kind of the realization hit in high school and you could yeah, you I, realize you could make a career out of it? Actually, I think maybe I wanted to go into graphic design. Mm. And my dad's colleague had a friend. I know, my dad's colleague's daughter um, she went to the animation school in Cape Town, which is the school that I went to, to study it. And I think then I was like, oh, you can actually study this. Yeah. You know, it's a thing you can actually go to school for. Mm. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. But I'm first going to study fine art. As yeah. like an umbrella? 
Um, just because I, f- I felt like my high school didn't offer art as a subject mm-hmm. and I thought that I wasn't, I didn't know enough about, oh, about the, the technical and, side. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So I thought maybe I should do that first. And I'm actually glad because I learned so much through like art theory oh, good. and everything. So you didn't, you didn't deem it a waste of no, time? No, definitely not. Good. It was, yeah, I think it was good that I, because it's in another city from my hometown so it's in cape town the school so oh, I, see. I don't think i was mature enough to like live in another city by myself right. mm. so yeah i'm glad that i went to the other university first right so could you say that for you once you started getting interested in this world mm. that um it was accessible to you like it was something that you could dream like, yeah, I could see myself doing this other than like, oh, this is something that they, that people do in other countries. Like uh, it's difficult for me to become mm, I see. this thing. Oh, um, yeah, I think it, I mean, going to school, you definitely, you learn so much about the industry and then mm-hmm. you learn that there is actually an animation industry right. in South Africa um and you you just get to know how the industry works and you can do internships right. and you just network it's very small it's a very small industry yeah mm-hmm. so you like really get to know people in the industry you can get to know them pretty easily mm-hmm. um like once you go to school and and get introduced to them the professionals yeah and people who inspire you um yeah included? yeah nice yeah definitely was there anyone in your life before or after you decided to go into the field who told you that art is not a money-making business and that you should consider an alternative um i mean like i think we all have family members who like Mm. would believe especially like boomers yeah (laughs) that kind of shout out to our boomerangs (laughs) yeah Yeah. our boomerangs (laughs) (laughs) i never heard that one (laughs) yeah yeah like i think i'd had like you know like uncles and stuff when they come over to my house to visit and I'd be like in high school or like in university when I studied art, I'd be still be watching like Cartoon Network and then they're like, why are you watching this shit? And I was like, it's not shit. It's amazing. It's not for kids. It's not just for kids. Right. right. Yeah. And if those people spent some time actually watching mm. those shows, they would realize how complex they really yeah. are. Yeah, it's it's a lot more deep than most people expect. But right. yeah, know, it's a thing that like what they get exposed to. Yeah. They usually just see the very shallow shows like yeah. Tom and Jerry. That's right. Or yeah. um most of the cartoons that you will find in, in Cartoon Network, right? Yeah. It's or, just or entertainment. Yeah. All the stuff that's actually actually geared towards kids mm-hmm. like the educational stuff mm-hmm. or something yeah that's fascinating I, I feel like i i never wanted to be an animator i was kind of really really interested in in the worlds the stories that mm. you can get from it this special medium mm. but um i asked you the question actually because that was something that i was grappling with when i was when i was young mm that there were so certain careers and certain mm. things that I just felt that I so couldn't far reach. out of reach. Oh. Yeah, they were far out of reach. That there were just things that people like me don't do mm. or can't do. Uh, but it's that's what you mean. Don't yeah. well. People where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean right. that 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 makes sense. Yeah. Like I can see that for like South Africa as well because uh, maybe there's not so many opportunities right. to like work in in that field as well um and i mean there's not a lot of girls well when i was at school i think there's more girls now but there weren't a lot of girls that were studying animation mm-hmm. either it was like more like a male centered yeah. like industry yeah mm-hmm. Do you think that's changed? That's definitely changing now because, mm-hmm. I mean, and thanks to anime because, I mean, a lot of girls are into anime now and yeah. and Not into, only and gaming and right. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot of consum- consumers yeah. are women now too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really inspiring and mm-hmm. I feel like it's going, it's trending towards good direction. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can you name an artist, an animation artist, or uh, a show or movie that really hit home with you and inspired your style? Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say like inspired my style, but of like actual like the aesthetic side, like of how it looks. But definitely, I think even like my mindset and the way like I think of things and like the kind of humor um I would say Invader Zim like I really got influenced a lot I don't know that. much about you don't, you don't know you don't know what it is <laughs> it's no. a Nickelodeon if you see it it's like it's Nickelodeon very unique mm. it doesn't look like Nickelodeon at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you think Nickelodeon and you will think like Avatar or you would think Spongebob you see Invader seems like did they allow this on Nickelodeon? Yeah, that's why really? I got cancelled, I think. Well, Avatar is <laughs> really yeah. deep, so I, like, I'm honestly... Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's it's not, not on, like, surprised. it's a deep show. Right. It's yeah. just, like, this is something that belongs on MTV. Oh, okay. Yeah, Invitism is, like, just totally off the wall, like, <laughs> yeah. dark humor. It was be- just a lot of random shouting and stuff. Yeah. I love it. The, car- <laughs> the, the, the characters are so ugly, yeah, uh, but they're cute just, at the same yeah. time. They're like ugly cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's such an in- interesting show. It is. At that time, I was like starting to get out of watching so many shows. Mm. I, I remember watching it with my brother a lot. Um, but yeah, it was. It it didn't come out in a good time because SpongeBob was just dominating at that time. Mm. Uh, but it's one of those shows that people remember a lot now. Yeah, it's a cult classic. Cult, cult classic. classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they made a, a movie recently. It's on Netflix. Oh, really? Like, Into they? the Floppus, I oh, think. God. Yeah. <laughs> Is that um, another animated film, or did they... Yeah. Is it yeah, it's like the, the, no. no, it's it's animated. So okay. it's Invaderism. This the, the creator, like, made it... As well, he actually used um, a Korean animation studio mm. to make this movie. Oh, you know what I remember now? Like of that time when I was really into it was like Dexter's Lab. Oh yeah! Oh, I Dexter's love Dexter's Lab. Dexter's, Lab. Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used to love singing that outro with my friends, oh, like yeah, so dramatically. The, the intro and outro was yeah. top notch. Yeah, the writers of that show were really really talented people yeah and and really marked a lot of people's lives yeah people grew up with that yeah that's like the like the golden era of like cartoon network yeah. shows cow and chicken. oh my cow god and chicken. i fucking love cow and chicken it's yeah. like after invadism i think it's like my number two really? yeah cow yeah. and chicken is another one that was kind of like getting <laughs> to that point like okay i guess like it was introducing to this new uh version of animation like this mm. new take oh it's like that it's not like, just for kids yes yeah oh. yeah because yeah, because you can watch cow and chicken as an adult yeah and you would get some jokes that kids would not get yeah right. actually yeah. um because i watched it a lot as a kid and then i watched it when i was in university and there was like this joke and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my word that's so dirty yeah. <laughs> And it just went over my head as a kid. Yeah, little yeah. do you know, they're cracking jokes for all ages. Yeah. <laughs> I you, love it. You know yeah. one show that really, really influenced me? Um, uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, I love that show That's too. That's such a great show. It used to scare me as a kid, but I loved it's, it. It's <laughs> so <laughs> scary. It's I like a horror the kind scary of bits thing. of it. What? I didn't watch a ton of it Oh, because like, I didn't have the channel. So I just saw bits and pieces uh, at my friend's house. So yeah. I don't really remember the whole it's gist a, of it. It's, it's more about the psychological version mm, of yeah. scary. It's not necessarily there's scary what looking is, oh. They are kind of weird Some looking. of them are, yeah, yeah. And there's like god creatures. There's ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like the guy when he's like, I'm feeling a bit naughty. <laughs> it's such a great show because it goes deep, way deeper than uh, you would expect. Like mm. when you're, you're watching it as a kid, you get the entertainment of like, oh, it's a cartoon. It's like a slapstick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of hits and stuff. Um, but as an adult, you start noticing the the deeper like subjects about, and- yeah, undertones yeah. about psychology, mm. about fear. Because the, the 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 creator itself, uh, I think she 
I think it's a lady. Oh. She talked about the fact that what when she was creating the show, mm. she wanted to portray Courage as like what little kids are. Uh, like he's experienced as like a uh, small ki- a small dog mm. right. uh, living in this house with this person that he really loves, which is the old Muriel, Muriel, yeah. the, the lady. Oh, Muriel! And the dad is like abusive <laughs> and oh, always try- trying to scare him. Yeah, and, and like doesn't he hit him? Everything to him is scary. Yeah. Like the world is extremely scary. That that's the experience of kids. Yeah. Also, because they mm. they live in the middle of nowhere, so it's like when you're a kid, what a lot of the thing that that you know, the things that you know, is like your house, Immediate, right? Yeah. That's like that's like your little fort, your little safe space. Yeah. And you have no idea. Yeah, how and you big don't really. Yeah, you don't really venture out into the world on your own as a kid. No. That's right. It's like living in a little bubble. Yeah. yeah. And 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 the the fact that like a lot of the 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 tent the tenseness the mm. drama of the show is mm. that courage is noticing that something is scary and dangerous mm. and Muriel and the husband are like no just don't worry like ah. you're just being like like uh, brushing it off yeah brushing yeah. it off you're just like being, being over exaggerated right. yeah right. but. Again, oh, sense. Yeah. that's how, how kids are. Yeah. That's how parent- parenting yeah. Yeah, because parents Parents wow. see the world in a different way. Exactly. And they don't see the dangers. That it's kids like the monster do. in the closet. Yeah. This kid yeah. is so terrified of what might be lying in that closet. Exactly. Yeah. Until the parent comes in and either like terrifies the kid more yeah. or puts it into perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Shows the kid like, okay, yeah. you have nothing to worry about. It's a lot about just anxiety and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the unknown as well right right yeah and kids are so imaginative too yeah and they're intuitive as well they are that's why you should trust kids they know what's up Mm -hmm. yeah and the the, again the animation is amazing oh i love it i love the style yeah and uh so unique like whenever you see it it's like oh i know that show yeah yeah and uh yeah i really miss it like it was such a great show aren't they gonna make a new a uh, reboot or something oh. I might have heard that I don't know if I'm just talking shit right now but wishful yeah. thinking maybe <laughs> yeah. is there a show that compares to that show for you guys now oh like oh I really like Rick and Morty yeah I mean like you can't really compare it's that fine. but um, very, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very too different Two different yeah. shows completely. But yeah, I totally. think nowadays you just get a different kind of shows. Yeah. It was like very specific about the era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then, early 2000s, it was still hanging on to cartoons are supposed to look in a certain way. Yeah. And artists were trying to introduce new ideas and like making it deeper. Yeah. Right. But now since animation is like more widespread and more mainstream mm. Sh- there are shows that are extremely like this is a deep show mm. um and there there are the other shows that are just for kids yeah, yeah. So, like dora yeah dora. so yeah. that's what yeah. you find the most would you agree yeah I, w- I would say that too and i think maybe for some places like uh because i'm thinking cartoon network they had different kind of like styles of animation like the way that it looked mm-hmm. yeah. looked different but Nickelodeon there were like a couple of shows that looked like similar art style mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that's maybe that was maybe like in-house like they had an anim- an animation team making them right. but Cartoon Network they, they like bring in like creators who are also actually animators you know they're not just writing for the show they're like creators um, creator animators mm-hmm. yeah mm. like uh, have you guys ever seen Flapjack no the I marvelous misadventures oh. <laughs> is then, that an oldie it's like the, it came out the same time as like Adventure Time and um, okay. Regular Show I've have you heard seen Regular of Show Ra- I haven't yeah. seen it but I've heard about it that's when it. I started not watching Cartoon oh Network. no <laughs> like I love Flapjack yeah oh, Captain Knuckles voices yeah because that one that one was really cool because um 
it's it it used like different styles of animation. So it is like two D animation, like um, the hand drawn or cutout, and claymation. Like there's some scenes that they oh, did in claymation. I love claymation, and it's like very cute. But they also have very ugly things. Like they'll do a close up on oh. on a character, and they look like horrendous. Like yeah. like lots of like double like oh, no like tensions and oh, like no. like jagged teeth and yeah, <laughs> and it's like mean. bad skin <laughs> i know what you yeah. mean yeah and it's i loved it yeah yeah it's a it's really easy for creators to express themselves in such a unique way in animation mm. like it's it's more restrictive when you're doing any other medium yeah and um like tell us a little bit about your experience like how how do you produce animation? What do you do? What have you done? Um, so not too much recently, but I want to get back into it. Mm -hmm. um, so I studied like 3D, mainly 3D animation, which is like the computer generated stuff. Uh, you know, like the new like Disney Pixar type of things mm -hmm. where, yeah like on the computer where it's like it, it exists in a 3D space. Um, personally, actually, I think I prefer 2D, like the drawn one, mm -hmm. the hand-drawn one, and stop motion because I just like the idea that it actually exists in the real world. Right. Like it's so Tangible. cool to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's the most time-consuming, the stop motion. Mm. Um, so I've done a like a little short movie with my group in my third year of animation school it's mm -hmm. on youtube actually awesome yeah we'll put the link on the description yeah yeah we haven't seen it yet either oh so oh you haven't i haven't shown it to you i don't think so. oh that's uh, weird yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that. yeah you owe us yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was an experience because it took us like a year or maybe like a couple of months Let's say from February to November, early November, with about six people in a group, mm, right. we all had to make a short film and go through the whole production process, like pre-production, wow. you know, like planning things out, doing character designs, doing storyboards. What were you in charge of? Um, a lot of different <laughs> parts. Yeah. So my main thing, I think, was... Uh, helping with character design right. and I did a little mm -hmm. bit of modeling so that's like creating the characters mm -hmm. the look Ooh, um, cool. <laughs> yeah and I did uh, this thing called blend shapes so this is like really technical but um, it's kind of where you you set the controls to make the facial expressions mm -hmm. so for example you got a like you make a smile and something and then you have kind of like a, a UI that you can like move the sliders and it will like open and close the mouth. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So blend shapes because the, sh the shapes kind of blend together. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you have you have the normal face and then you set it that you can like make a smile, but in different degrees mm -hmm. as well. Because I, I like faces because it's, it's the most expressive, so expressive. part of the body right. for me. So I like working with faces. Um, I did that. I did a little bit of the actual animation mm -hmm. for it. And then my other main job was compositing, which is like editing, but putting everything together on... Because everything is like rendered out on different layers. Mm -hmm. And then in compositing, you just, you put it all together, but you also adjust things on certain layers, like the lighting mm -hmm. or like that kind of like the atmosphere or the color, mm -hmm. the colors, you can change that around and then just like put it in the right order, like on top of each other. And then you render that final image. And that's, those images are the ones that actually go into like, that's the end kind of product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's compositing and then like editing those final images together to make the movie. It's a whole long ass process. Well, you've, you've yeah. done a great job describing <laughs> it. It's amazing. Right? Yeah, especially to people who haven't actually done it themselves or studied yeah. it. But that sounds like 
a really fun project, but very, yeah. very complex. Very time consuming, very frustrating as I well. Bet. Working in a group, mm-hmm. we all had ADHD. Um, <laughs> so I'm surprised he managed to actually finish something. Holler. <laughs> but it, it, was a, it was a mission. Actually, for me, that was the most productive I've ever been in my life. Would you say that's I think. because it was such like a high pressure situation or did you have more passion about the project? I I think it's a little bit of both, Uh like passion for it, for like the actual um, like medium of animation and Mm. the fact that I was working in a team. Like it's not, it's not just me. Like I had other people relying on me. Yeah, exactly. Mm. (laughs) I had other people relying on me and it's Mm. like, if you don't finish your part on time, you're taking time away from the person who has to work on it next. That's right. And it's very selfish, you know. But I also had, like, people do that to me. <laughs> like, you know, like, they didn't get the renders out in time and then I have to, like, rush to finish my thing. Oh. But but for me, like, I, I didn't want to let other people down and give them more work to do or not enough time to do their work. Yeah. So that actually really helped me be really productive and stay focused. I miss that environment, actually. I was going to ask, what kind of experience did you have in animation school? Did it consist of a lot of projects like that? Or were those kind of few and far in between? No, it's very project-based. Mm-hmm. So it's just like projects. Hands-on. Yeah. yeah. So in the first two years, you learn like mm-hmm. about animation, like the techniques and like how to actually do things in the program. So we used Maya which is like a industry standard mm-hmm. program. Um, and yeah, we get little projects that we have to complete and we learn like the whole kind of process. And I mean, if you, it's like the basics, because if you want to go further, you got to do that on your own time. What do you mean? Like if you want to hone a, sp- a specific skill? Yeah, so, I mean, you just learn the basics of things. And, oh, okay. for example, we we didn't go too much into visual effects, but there were a lot of people who were interested in that. So, so you just teach yourself? or Yeah, there's so it. many tutorials available. Yeah. And you can, like, just go and teach yourself that, explore that more, but using the school's computers. So, yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of the yeah. tools you have, right? Exactly. Yeah. So either that or you go into grad school, right? Uh, yeah, but um, I guess most people that went to my school, they, they didn't do that. They just wanted to jump straight into the industry right. and get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is kind of sad because uh, you only get a diploma at that school, so you don't even have like a degree. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, and I was telling everybody, I was like, you guys should get a degree because then you can go overseas, mm. you know? It's like a degree is always useful. And they're like, nah, I just want to work. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) Is there any industries in specific that you want to work for? Any industry? Well, like I want to work in in the animation industry. Yeah, but I mean mean like in which country? Oh, Mm. um, like I would like to work in in America. Mm. In like, I mean, they got really great benefits. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) They're really great union for animators um but i think europe as well and then i would like to work in south africa like but i think i first want to gain knowledge in other places right like overseas and then take that back with me to south africa because it's very like insular like you know you're like in a bubble over there and yeah i think it's like good to get out and experience experience other things Mm -hmm. you know did you come to japan thinking that you would want to get into this yes japanese (laughs) yes and then i realized a few things like number one i think you you gotta have good japanese like you gotta be able to Mm, yeah (laughs) you gotta get like into or something because every a lot of people are not going to speak english you know in the Japanese studios which is not specific to the animation industry by the way yeah like (laughs) no matter where you are what you're doing it's it really it basically requires yeah Japanese Japanese, unless you're teaching English then not so much but at least having a little bit is a benefit yes to everyone (laughs) yeah 
And then number two, it doesn't pay well. They don't have a union for right. it. It's not unionized. Um, so you can't even like live off of what they give you. And even if you go onto like professional animation websites yeah. where they like give you the rundown of like um, which countries are like good places to work in animation mm-hmm. or study, um, they they always say for Japan they're like it's gotta be like you gotta be very passionate about it because you're not actually gonna earn a lot of and money. Make a living out of that. Yeah. So and you're probably gonna get overworked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when can you? When is the turning point for animators? Like when do they start making good money in um, Japan? You have to become a key animator. Yeah. And you have to be like renowned, like. Yeah, have or a like lot of work and nation renowned yeah. or world renowned. Nation, nation, nation maybe you gotta. I think directors like you get a lot of acclaim and mm-hmm. money from yeah. being a director. Mm-hmm. You know, not if you're just like you know, like a lackey in mm-hmm. there, just um, coloring in the cells yeah. or something. Doing the in-betweens, right. you know, you're not going to be earning a lot. But I guess the experience yeah. and, you yeah. You get a lot of experience. Yeah. And uh, it really grinds you into becoming a more, much more capable and disciplined yeah. uh, mm-hmm. animator. Like getting in the industry here will really shape you into an amazing um Amazingly talented person, mm. uh, amazingly talented animator, and resilience. And resilience, resilient. of course. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I don't think like people would like to uh, stay here long term and and try to make a living out of it. Yeah, because I don't think you can. It's like you got to have yeah. like a family supporting you or like a sugar daddy, yeah. sugar mama, yeah, it's like <laughs> or definition <something>. of <laughs> starving artist. Yeah, yeah, you cannot even pay rent. Yeah, you can't. Like the thing is that. Um, uh, because of the laws, mm. they did they didn't uh, adjust the rates for the animation, or maybe just not necessarily the laws, just like the anima- the animators stu- animation studios um, were reluctant mm. to adjust the rates that they pay f- per um, like animator? drawing. Or, oh, yes. okay. And so, for example, like forty years ago. You could pay, like, dinner mm. with like two or three drawings. Uh, mm. Nowadays, you need a bunch of them mm. to buy like a An cup onigiri. of ramen. <laughs> yeah, oh, damn. Uh, wow. And that's just because of inflation. It just like yeah. things got mm. more expensive, but you you didn't. They didn't adjust make more money. Yeah, you don't make more money. Mm. That's dicey. <laughs> but there's like um, kyo ani. Kyoto animation, mm-hmm. the yeah. one where there was like the fire. That was in the past, what, yeah. not two years ago? I yeah, believe? they were actually really, pre- I mean, they're still like, existing now because they, yeah. I think they found a new building and stuff. Yeah. But they were really progressive because they paid their animators properly. They gave the animators benefits. They hired more women in yeah. the industry. So they were, they were like a um, really progressive. Because of that, their quality was also better. Yeah. Oh, like free? I love yeah. free. <laughs> It's an um, anime about swimming. <laughs> Is oh. it? No, no, no. It's an anime about beautiful boys. Swimming. <laughs> and they're swimming. Friends, they're, they're beautiful. that key part with, out of it. With very little clothes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> we described it as it's all about um, abs and caustics. So caustics is an, a term in the animation industry. It's about, you know, that that light effect that you get when you see water. Right. Oh, Yeah, right. so like the surface of water and like the scattering of the light. Right. So that's called caustics because oh. you can actually yeah. adjust that in, in like a animation software. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, it's all about abs and caustics because the caustics <laughs> is amazing in the show <laughs> as well because they're like always in the, the water. Abs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have a guilty pleasure show? Was that yours? Yeah, it was one of them. Okay, <laughs> mention another one. Um, so I actually really like those like um, 
little like girl romance high school okay. like animation drama so japanese yeah specifically yeah um what is one Bl- Blue, uh, Aoharu Ride, Blue Spring Ride, yeah. Okay. But that's actually a good one, I think, for like a high school girl kind of love drama. So you, you like stories where, like, it's a reverse harem. Yeah, <laughs> I like that too. I think. Um, where like the girl has a lot of boys. Oh, um, yeah. Behind her. Yeah, it's nice because I think it's boring yeah. when it's just like a guy that has a lot of girls. You see that every it's all, it's like so oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing about the industry here in Japan that they depend very heavily on tropes. Mm. So you always see the same five or six type of shows. What's, yeah, what's the most repulsive? trope <laughs> that you have seen oh uh, <laughs> let's see the guy so much the guy is walking <laughs> Where do I start? the guy is walking and then the girl is walking next to him and the guy is fall the guy falls oh dear and ends up falling in her breasts oh, oh god no yeah you know um I have a confession to make. I used to kind of draw that <laughs> when I was oh, in high school, oh. but because I was so influenced by mm, by what you're consuming, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that that is one. Cringe. I would say there's also like the idol thing. There's like and like the very very cutesy little girl looking things. I don't oh, really dig yeah. that. Kind or of the thing. panty slip. Oh yeah. yeah, peek under the panties. The really really creative uh, camera angles. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Oh my really god, like crazy. high school of the dead, like yes. the um the bullet defying boobs, like her yeah. boobs moved the, her boobs did the matrix and like moved out the way. <laughs> they were the little bullet. missiles. Yeah. The boobs were moving faster than the bullet. Yeah. And it was a bullet shot by AK-47. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Where, well, I don't understand where are the boobs I'll, moving to. Or out of the way I'll of the bullet. I'll show you the clip. I'll show you the out clip. Out of the way of the bullet. Yeah, yeah. they like did the okay, matrix. Okay, the bullet was big. <laughs> so Slow like, motion. So like the bullet was coming this way. Like and then the boobs. Perpendicular yeah, the, to the, the chest. Boobs right? Just went like, dodge the, the bullet. The boobs were like. Independently of each other, actually. Like, pew, like, pew. Independent of each other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Some talented boobies. I mean, but Some I love talented artists. <laughs> I love that anime, though. It's like so it's really funny. Good. It's funny. It's it's like not taking itself too seriously. Yeah, like we do. Would you classify it as trash anime? It's like um like the etchy anime. So it's like the etchy mm-hmm. is um like, pervert. Yeah, pervert or like more like sexualized not like full on like uh, porn but there's some dirty jokes okay. and yeah. things in it yeah. you know, it's, it's like getting to that line of like it's almost porn but almost yeah it's like soft core yeah. <laughs> like it sounds yeah. like it, it could be fun though like some nudity yeah. yeah some when they are creative about it and it's not just like trope after trope after trope after trope then I can enjoy it. Otherwise, it's just because the thing is, again, the the I think I was telling you this the other day, that the industry here in Japan has become just like a machine mm. that's trying to crank up as many shows as it can that will please as many viewers as it mm. can and generate by as much just money, recycling the same tropes mm. over and over and over, changing a slight thing here and there. Mm. As long as it keeps making money, they will keep pooping that, <laughs> and uh, and then. Like, they take no risks. Mm. Meanwhile, what you will find in other industries, like in America, uh, there are a lot more um, risks and leeway to for the creators to just like, oh, I have a crazy idea about this show. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a try. And uh, create something that e- either flops really hard mm. or it just makes a lot of bank. Yeah. Becomes like a cult classic. Yeah. And talking about the industry, I just wanted to mention something that um, I think will be interesting for our listeners. Mm -hmm. The animation industry started actually in the uh, 1895. 1895. That's a long time ago. What was one of the first? Oh, is it the zoetrope? Zoetrope. No, 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 no. So some of the first animations were very uh crude kind of just 
few drawings. I'm talking about more like cinematic oh, stuff. Oh, are you talking about? Because it was kind of going together with the, the rise of yeah. cinematic uh, mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Emil Cole? I'm not sure. Maybe. Like, um, yeah, when they used to do like little drawings on film or. Um, right, yes, yeah. I think that's what it is. Or I like chalkboard yeah. things and oh. then do like more like stop motion kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. yeah. They with were experimenting the with like uh, making drawings that move. Yeah. And okay. uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting how that industry was actually kind of predated uh, film. And uh, mm. it, it grew together, but you kind of didn't see it prevalent while film was just like mm. becoming mainstream. Taking over, yeah, right? I think it, it was maybe more abstract before yeah. as well than what we know animation as today, yeah. which is mm-hmm. like narrative has a narrative mm-hmm. to it yeah have you seen steamboat willie yes <laughs> that's the first uh walt disney animation mm. with mickey oh yeah, yeah. that's it's from 1928 right and, uh, yeah he he had that done with only two animators oh it's like oob and i i don't know yeah, yeah. oob oob um Erwerks, i think that was his partner he's he actually did the design for mickey Okay. Wow, he has the yeah, he has the right for the that. Right Probably Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you know how much money that will be worth? Jeez. Yeah, Ub Iwerks, I think that's his name. That's a great name. Because he left, he left Disney, Walt Disney, and then he came back later. Mm. Um, yeah, because like Walt offered him like better benefits to mm. get him back. Uh, yeah, and the first feature, I think, was Snow White, was the first feature-length so, movie yes. yeah. made by Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it took a lot of time back then. Like, yeah. It still is a laborious process, but like mm-hmm. we're talking, for example, Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. It took three years to make. That's got some, some 3D, some CGI in yes. it, too. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It it's an amazing achievement. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I love that movie. And it took 600 animators. Yep, six hundred. Yeah, that's an army. I think the the standard um, amount of time for making an animated movie with a big studio is three years mm-hmm. from like okay. the start from pre production to post production. Mm-hmm. Currently, yeah, like years. that's that's usually mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah. I think, and okay. it, it's it's just because of the scale of what you have to create the amount of drawings, for example, like yeah, the average drawing movie back then would have like 350,000 drawings mm. and a lot of cell animation for the background. Yeah, because it's like a frame rate of like 24 frames per second that you got to get in there. Yeah, that's amazing. Like 24 frames per second, it's um, like film, like live action. And they are trying to emulate that with uh, drawings. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's insane because if you think about it now, the shows that you watch in TV now, they usually have six to eight frames at most. And in some like key moments where you want to see some more fluidity, mm-hmm. they add a, a bit more, maybe yeah. 12. But 24, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, I actually read something really interesting. There's like the di- the main difference between Japanese animation and Western animation is that Japanese animation is more limited. Like yeah. there's less frames. They try to, because they try to cheat it a bit to like save money as well. Um, but you can get really creative with that. And yeah. they have found ways like the cuts, the action kind of yeah. cuts. And yeah. So also, I don't know if you've noticed, but the, the lip syncing doesn't really... Yeah. Oh. It, never, it seems off, it never, it never matches up. Nobody right. pay, pays attention to that. Yeah, so... Yeah. In in anime, it's like the lip sync is not that good, but like in Western shows, it's like perfect. Yeah. Usually, like every word. You it's can see. interesting because it actually allowed for dubbing to be uh, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people don't That's pay attention true. to the fact that it's not it's like, like on point. <laughs> yeah. But also, it makes it sometimes more challenging because in Japanese, they would say something. And they would animate for like a longer sentence, mm-hmm. and then in English, it's like, well, but like I have to like fill all this time that the mouth is moving, 
but what I have to say is like shorter. It's uh, very so to the to point, right? Yeah. And languages like, are so yeah. different in that sense. Yes. Because yeah. sometimes you feel like you have to really beat around yeah. the bush in order to get to the point yeah. in Japanese. But that's where your localizers come in mm. and they make things like current for, you know, for the culture yes. that they're being dubbed into. For games as well, right. same thing. Localization is like a, a step beyond just translating. It's more than just like translating verbatim what it's saying but also the, making it uh the culture the like culture, adding the culture into yeah. it so you can like understand it culturally mm-hmm. as well like pokemon that's a perfect example they change the names they change all the names of like the characters the pokemon yeah. i think there's a scene where ash um he's supposed to eat like an onigiri oh, like yeah. a rice ball and They're very famous yeah uh Cherry filled donuts are the best. Yeah. <laughs> I always love eating cherry filled donuts. Yeah. And then they changed <laughs> it to another thing. Rice bowls. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, a lot of Japanese people don't know that um, the names changed because Ash is Satoshi mm-hmm. in, in the Japanese version. They're not aware that they changed the names. Yeah. No. Do you think they'd be weirded out? I mean, that? Japanese people are not aware of. The outside world. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's true. But it, it's also interesting that, I mean, like, in every language that Pokemon is dubbed into, they change the names to suit the, you know, yeah. like the people the, in right. the, and the culture. Mm-hmm. Although, like, Ash is not a very, like, common, common name. name, right, but in America. Or like Misty. Is Misty a common name? Oh, because her name, that's the translation of her name. Oh, really? From Japanese. What is her Japanese name? Isn't it? I think it's Megumi or or oh. something with an M as well. Okay, but I so they actually direct translated yeah, that one. Yeah, that was clever for that one. I think. So a name like Satoshi, that would be harder to. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because it's like a co- it was a common name at the time, uh-huh. so mm. they took like the most common name or something. I mean, I'm it makes sure. sense. They're trying to uh, target the biggest audience possible, mm-hmm. that they can identify with that. Yeah, the world of animation, it's uh, fascinating. And um, did you know that the fact that most animators only draw four fingers instead of five actually saves millions of dollars Um, in work? You were talking about shortcuts, cheating, if (laughs) you will, earlier. And I wanted to hear more about that. So that's a really good one. That's, I guess, the shortcut and a way to save money. Oh, yeah, too. because if you draw a hand with mm-hmm. four fingers, it still looks like a normal hand. Like, you don't even notice it. You don't mm-hmm. notice that the person's... Are, as you long as You yeah. can tell that it's a hand. Yeah, yeah, with just four fingers. And it's just and way it's, easier to draw. Yeah. You just, I Hands think are hard to draw, man. They are. Yeah. I think people and just feet. assume that it's a more stylistic decision. Yeah. yeah. But I don't... Like, recently, it might have changed that they put... They put in the fifth finger. Um, so it's the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But actually, so 2D animation now. Okay, so you, there's two types. There's like the hand, traditional hand drawn. And you're still doing that um, digitally as no. well with the programs. You can do that. Or you can have cut what's called cut out animation. You basically make a, a 2D puppet mm-hmm. and then um, you can just replace like the the arms if you need a, a specific position right. and you can kind of manipulate the limbs, you, you know, like a paper cutout. Right. Oh, you okay. can kind of like ah. manipulate that in the program yeah. um, and that saves a lot of time as well. Right. So like Rick and Morty is done that way, um, I guess. Um, what are the, I mean, like all the the very like generic kind of yeah, co- like, kids uh, cartoons. Adventure Time, I think, is made like that. Yeah, but Adventure Time, maybe they they use like hand drawn in it too. Yeah, but regular the, show. Yeah, that's definitely cut out. It's yeah. like when you see it looks very clean. Yeah, like the lines are clean and the lines are like thicker. Yeah, and like very like even around the character. That's probably cut out. And also the it's more limiting. Like yeah. the type of movements that they do is more limited. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like hand drawn is more fluid, obviously. So yeah. You like can draw you, as many like lines and curves and stuff. It, it yeah. just gives you a lot of freedom. And, yeah. And but it takes more time. 
takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think that's the hardest part? Is like filling in the in betweens. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a good gotten way to say it. easier with technology mm. though because you can just copy paste, yeah. right? I mean, before they had to have. <laughs> I remember watching like the the video of like Walt Disney Studios, yeah. and then Disney's like giving a tour, and he's like, "Oh, and and this is our room where all the ladies are painting in the cells." Yeah. <laughs> so they're like coloring in, adding the colors to the cells. That's usually how yeah. you start in the animation industry as an in-betweener. Okay. Yeah. You receive a lot of like key drawings, which is, which are drawings made by more experienced animators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then you just have to make drawings to get from frame to frame. Yeah. Like the first pose is someone lifting an arm, and then the second one is with the arm down. Yeah. You have to. Well, the boring the stuff, basically. Yeah. But it works, but it's necessary, it's completely necessary. necessary. Yeah. So actually with, um, if you're doing the cutout one, you will get like the uh, characters like posed, like yeah. they're in the, their key poses. And then you will get the storyboard in the background. So actually um, a moving storyboard is like an animatic and that's right. a, a different artist. The storyboard artist is the one who's, who's doing those key poses right. in there and then you have to like fill in but you but the character is basically like a puppet so you just have to like maneuver it to mm. fit um those poses mm-hmm. and make sure that it's more like flu the movement is fluid mm-hmm. and it's timed correctly it has the right timing mm. yeah Ooh, wow <laughs> The world of animation is amazing. Yeah, we could, yeah. I could talk about it for hours. Uh, me too. Yeah, there's yeah. so much that goes into it that right? we take for granted. Yeah. And another thing is that 3D animation is very technical, which I didn't know before I studied it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, because that's like... Um, in 3D animation, you are creating a character that is a puppet in a 3D right. space. Like you're rigging it, which is like you're putting a skeleton into mm. it. And you're just maneuvering it like a puppet. Right. You're basically a puppet master. And to do a full feature, like a feature length movie, is easier to do with 3D because it's in the long run, it's cheaper than to keep making like new drawings mm-hmm. for, for things or replacing um, positions in the drawings. Right. I mean, if you want to do a feature length movie in 2d you don't want to do cutouts you want to do like hand-drawn yeah so because i mean it looks better i mean a lot of people would have their opinions about that oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can think it's like uh, it's more like artistic but yeah uh, anyway yeah anyway um so for 2d is cheaper to do it for series like tv shows like 20 minutes mm-hmm. it's usually actually like 10 minutes 10 minutes mm-hmm each like the episode and then to do like a feature length it's it's cheaper or easier to do it with 3d where Mm -hmm. you have the puppet because 3d takes longer to start Mm because you have to make everything from scratch you have to make all your little assets your little sets Mm -hmm. and everything but once you have those things you can just move them around easily on the computer it's like super easy to work with because you have all the assets already. Mm. And if you need a new one, you can just make it. But usually you start off by modeling all the assets and mm. then like doing the animation. I see. Yeah. Mm. Farron, can you describe your artistic or animation style in three words? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> in three words. Um, maybe quirky. Nice. Um, hmm, quirky. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I want to give the listeners like a little, a little taste, but I want them to yeah. go and see for themselves what right. you've created. Um. Okay. Ah, uh, I don't. know. It's just stuff like from my head and like ideas that I, things that I'm interested in. Like I don't actually really know how to describe it. Um, yeah weird quirky quirky, weird dark uh, sometimes sometimes light oh like dark humor yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) invadism cool yeah i like 
line work a lot so that kind of thing you incorporate a lot of line work into your work yeah well like because mm, i haven't done much animation recently but like the drawings that i do trying to get on that line game mm. get oh, on that line that game, line game. <laughs> <laughs> the healthy kind of line <laughs> yeah bro do you even line <laughs> All right. That was amazing. I really, really love this conversation. And yeah, I learned so much. Yeah. No, no. I hope that you guys also <laughs> learned a lot, too. And yeah. if you want to have Farron again, just let us know. Yeah, we really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, thanks. And you're a super interesting, well-rounded person. So Aww. I'm sure a lot of others will <laughs> want to see your work, too, yes. and hear more about you. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you have anything you want to shout out? Or if someone is interested in the animation field, do you have any advice? Oh, that? okay. That's a yeah. good question, actually. Um, I would say research, 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 research. So before going, like deciding that you actually want to get into animation, you have to realize that it is so much work. You're going to spend so many sleepless nights like working on projects and things and it's it's going to be frustrating you're going to fight with the technology um but it's it's really rewarding as well i think um and you just have to be pre be prepared to put the time in and the work in um and yeah i mean there's like so many resources like on the internet like look at youtubers who are also animators mm -hmm. um sometimes they vlog about like their process and things as well um and actually think about what kind of animation you want to do research the different types of animation so like 2d animation 3d animation mm -hmm. um stop motion um or if you want to do more visual effects for things yeah just go and research those different things to get more information and an idea of and then kind of figure out like if that's actually what you want to do <laughs> 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 was that a little poot <laughs> tootie tootie fruity <laughs> <laughs> wants to be heard yeah <laughs> It was clapping. Oh, thank you. I got innovation there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good advice to just know how other people are facing their or starting on their journeys. And yeah. What the processes actually entail. Yeah. And if you actually want to get into that kind of thing, mm -hmm. because also you're not going to make a lot of money. <laughs> so... Yeah, but you yeah. could. You could. You could if you, you stick could. with it, right? Yeah, you could. Just don't move to Japan and become <laughs> an animator. <laughs> you yeah. have been warned. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely something you have to have the passion for mm -hmm. to like pull through and like keep your mental sanity. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but you really have to be invested, it seems. Yeah, you do. Because it takes a lot of your time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really good to know. Yeah. Great food for thought. I really, I feel more inspired to um, check out more shows and also Yay. dive back into the past and yeah, see what was good back then and just pay more attention to the little yeah, nuances. the little things yeah, and they put little Easter eggs in there for right. you Those as are well. Always fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> oh, I, I was just thinking of like one more thing yeah. I wanted to say is that, um, so, okay, so I've always considered myself a creative mm -hmm. ever since I was like really small. Um, and I studied fine art before and I thought like, oh, I'm going to find like, you know, like-minded people, but I still didn't kind of feel like I fit in. And only when I went to animation school, I was like, wow, like <laughs> I'm just like connecting so deeply with everybody. Like yeah. this is really where I belong. Like I found Aww, my people. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah. Because so I could be like kind of crazy, kind of weird, but everybody else is crazy and weird as well. And they're just so like supportive of you. And it's a really nice yeah. environment to be in. Oof. 
That's wonderful. I hope that most people who go into the field, into the industry, have that experience. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems like it can be very lonely once yeah. you do commit. Yeah. Especially if you're in an industry like the one in Japan. Yeah. Maybe you're de- dedicating yourself yeah. so much, but you're not seeing the... Yeah. Um, what is it? The direct impact or you're not getting... The a feedback, feedback from, you need right, peer feedback. Right. And I would say if you have the money, mm-hmm. go to school for animation. It's definitely worth it. Mm. So if you have the means, definitely go there because you will learn so much just by being around other people. You learn from each other more, maybe more than like the techniques that you learn. You learn a lot from other people, being around other people. Yeah. 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 I guess that's like a th- in life in general as yeah. well. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't advocate for everyone to necessarily always go to uh, university or college for everything. Yeah. Like, there are some things that you may not need mm-hmm. yeah. to make that sacrifice and expense and just Wait. like dedicate that time. Yeah. But Med school, yes, you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. I don't want to talk given. to a doctor as I've gone through med school. Oh, yeah. That's a given. <laughs> but there's so many fields now yeah. that yeah. you really can but learn so much outside of school. That's true. I, I, but I think especially like, um, I mean, you know, as an artist, you can definitely like do your own thing. Yeah. But it's, you get in your head too much sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just need the affirmation or the constructive criticism from somebody you just need like a fresh pair of eyes and you can actually think of a better idea or find if you're stuck you can find a way out of it by just getting like an opinion from somebody else yeah and because you're all like in in the same thing it's very technical so you know you have you know all the like technical words and the techniques and things so they can help you out with that more than just getting advice from like a lay person. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Have that community, right? Yeah, there it's all about community. Yeah. That's, that's like the only way you're going to survive. Those people have that understanding <laughs> of what you're going through and yeah. what the process actually looks like. So yeah. that's really good advice, I think. Well, I think that we have covered a lot and obviously yeah. we want to come back because we, we want you to come back. So we can further our conversations and deepen our understanding for what you do. And obviously we appreciate you so much. Not just as a creative, but as our dear friend. So thank you for having me. And I love you guys. Love you too. (laughs) Well, as always, guys, we thank you for listening to our humble podcast. And um, please tune in with us every Sunday. We try to uh, release a new episode and Sometimes that doesn't always happen, but we're trying to stick to it. Life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. But as it does. As it does, right? Um, you can find us and reach out to us on our socials. We have a Twitter account and an Instagram account. So slide through our DMs <laughs> and we might slide back into yours. Yeah. Um, otherwise, take care, everyone. Please um, be safe out there and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, bye. Ciao. Bye bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace. Ciao, <laughs> 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 <laughs>